with more than a few words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeck. This is Lorraine Ball, your host. Today, instead of talking to another marketing expert, well, I'm still going to talk to marketing experts, but I'm going to talk to a different type of marketing expert. I'm going to be talking to Diana Caldwell, who is the co-founder of Pearl Pathways, and Waylon Wright, who is their marketing and sales associate, because these are folks that we worked with on a website for Pearl Pathways. Diana, Waylon, welcome to the show. Our pleasure to be here today. Thank you, Lorraine. Yes, thanks for having us, Lorraine. Uh, this is going to be fun, because I think it's sometimes when I just talk to other people who sit on my side of the table, after a while I feel like I'm talking in circles. So it's nice to have someone who's got a different perspective. And so I want to kind of kick this off with you guys came to us. You were looking for a mobile responsive website. You live in the science, life science industry, and it's a very technical industry. Why did you feel like you needed to update your website and make these changes at this point in your company's development? Sure, Lorraine. That's that's a great question. Um, I think... Companies continue to evolve, and of course, online technology platforms, even WordPress, are going to continue to evolve. And I think we had two driving forces and buckets of items that we wanted to address in both of those. So first of all, our website was out of date and was not up to the standards. We started with WordPress, and it's been such a great platform for us from the very beginning. And we were ready to evolve and enhance our website so that it was more mobile friendly and so that some of the features, technical and creative, were more in tune with the industry today as opposed to where things were eight, nine years ago. On top of that, our company had grown a lot and it wasn't so much about the co-founders anymore, Gretchen Boker and myself. So in the beginning, it was very much a messaging around our credibility and what's happened is we've added close to 15 fantastic people, and we wanted to be able to feature them and tell more of a story with the track record of work we had. When you're in startup mode, you don't have much of a track record yet. But as you grow in your service delivery to your clients, you have all kinds of case studies, lessons learned, white papers and tips you can provide, and so we needed to get that better reflected on the website. Awesome. And so as you were doing this project, and and obviously you guys – were sort of in this transition, moving from really early stage startup to a little bit more maturity. What decisions did we make through the project that you think helped create a better representation of the way your company is today? I can start that one, but I really like to hand it to Waylon as well um, here in a moment because he was really down in the day-to-day weeds of the project. Just one kind of fun story too. Waylon was actually a marketing intern for us when we launched the um, original Pearl Pathways website many years ago in the early days, about you know seven years ago. So that was kind of fun that he got to work again. One of his first jobs when we hired him full time was to work on this. And we did actually have two website properties, which we decided to keep. So strategically, Lorraine, that was one of the things we had to think about. Does a Pearl IRB and a Pearl Pathways website still make sense? And what is the purpose and role of each of those? And we, we really find to Pearl IRB to be more supporting of the transaction and the work that's done with the reviews on that part of the business. And Pearl Pathway is more of a hub of information expertise, best practice sharing and showing off of our people. So we, we changed strategically a bit more of an emphasis on the role, but decided we really did need to keep 
the two because of the distinct target audiences that each of them had. So we, so we paused and talked and looked a little bit at strategy. We looked at the architecture and said, are these, is this the still our right architecture? Our values and our brand hadn't changed much, but things had evolved. So we had to look at the creative and think about the, the look and feel and the brand elements that we wanted to have. And we took the time to think strategically before we just dove into, oh, we need this new section, we need to rewrite this section, which I think is tempting to do. Wayne, let me hand it over to you in terms of some of the other other decisions we made along the way. Certainly. So I think just to reiterate a point that Diana had already made, our company, we don't sell widgets, we don't have products, we sell our people's expertise. So that was, I think, one of the overarching driving strategic decisions that we talked about a lot up front. We wanted to make sure that our website reflected that and, and our brand reflected that online across both website properties. So that was a, a really big decision for us in, in transitioning over to creating full, beautiful bio pages for all of our full-time staff as well as all the contractors that we work with too because, again, we need to leverage their expertise to deliver the, the best services to our clients. So that was, a, that was a big decision for us. And also, I would say we pride ourselves on being nimble and flexible that's, that's something that we really lean on to separate us from some competitors in the industry, and we needed our websites to reflect that as well. It's one thing to be able to say it, it's another thing to be able to show that. So keeping, keeping that in mind, you know, we did make some decisions around how can we use different tool sets within the websites to automate our sales processes, to automate the user experience, so people coming to our site to learn about us have an easier, more transparent way of finding out information about us, whether that is the white papers, whether it's a fee schedule on the IRB side, et cetera. So keeping that in mind, you know, how can we optimize this for mobile search? Of course, we want to adapt to the times. We know that a lot of people will be viewing our websites both on a traditional laptop computer, but also on their tablets, on their phones. So that also was a big driver of some of the more tactical decisions that we made within each site as we were building them out. And I want to kind of just go back and summarize some of the key points you made, that idea of stepping back and really looking at your different kind of business entities, because it's very common for startup companies to have a lot of balls in the air. And this process really helped rationalize where each of the websites were going to focus because of each of the different pieces you were going to focus on. And then also really using the tools of the website to highlight the people. Again, I think in a lot of life science startups, it's not really about the software as much as it's about the expertise behind the software and being able to really tell those stories was a lot of fun. And I think a really important path for you guys to go down. If you could share one or two lessons for other early stage companies. If you're particularly, you know, obviously life science is very much where you guys play, but startups in general, what would you tell those companies about the lessons you've learned in this process and as you're trying to grow up beyond that first website? Now, that, that's a really good question, Lorraine. I think that what stuck out to me the most, and, and you hear SEO, search engine optimization, tossed around a bunch. Clearly, that's not a new thing. It's not a new concept, but it is extremely important and, and was extremely important for us when we were in that vendor selection process. We wanted to partner with somebody who not only could create a beautiful website for us and, and work to revise old content and repurpose things and, and make something that was mobile, responsive, et cetera, 
but we wanted to partner with people who also understood more of the strategy behind, hey, you guys have a great company, you have a great brand, you have great services. How can we get those out to more people online? And you guys were able to help us think more more strategically about that and setting up the new properties for search optimization and, and having that be one of the drivers when we were repurposing old content, selecting the appropriate keywords, figuring out how to, to repurpose some old blog posts, et cetera, to really get our brand out there. That's what we want to help more and more startups, more mid-sized companies every single day. And that, that was really important for us, I think, when we were going back to sort of square one, making those calls, figuring out who, were, who we were going to work with. So I would, I would certainly tell anybody in, in a position such as myself where you're going through that selection process to keep that in mind. Another lesson learned, I think I would add, is that it took us a while to, uh, we, we did little mini evolutions, I wouldn't call them revolutions, along the way. And for a small company, as you're, you're growing, it sometimes can seem like a big leap to do this effort. It was a big effort. And, and that's partly because I think a lesson learned is we did it right and we intensively involved the subject matter experts and helping craft the more technical pages of the website to make sure we were talking the talk so that our target audience who's technical and the scientist understood what you know we were saying and we spoke to them in the right voice. So I think for brand new startups, it's really important. The lesson learned is get your presence out there, invest a little bit of money and the time to get an external presence so that you demonstrate legitimacy. And if you're a drug or device company, remember you shouldn't just talk about your technology. That's really important. But you're selling a startup early on on the team and make sure that you're also balancing the technology with the who's behind it, particularly if you're in fundraising mode, right, for a drug or device startup. And then I guess when you do decide, it's okay to do baby steps and evolution, but at some point you have to realize when maybe you've outgrown your, your original property and you're behind the times, and don't underestimate the resources it takes and make sure you're integrating across the company so it isn't just one person uh, on an island speaking the voice that we're, we're really making sure we do it and realize it's never done. You know, at one point, Waylon, he, he, with his leadership, we had to make a call to say, you know what, we know we don't have all these pages updated yet, but we really need to go ahead and launch on the new website and then prioritize on an ongoing basis how we're going to go up and refresh content. So so you got to get the, the bones and bricks and mortar in place, but you can keep changing the paint and the carpet, et cetera, along the way. And you're going to just have to make a call sometimes and say, let's go, because, you know, if, you, if in a company with a bunch of perfectionists, you want it perfect and you're never going to reach that. Absolutely. Guys, I the time always goes by so quickly, and I really appreciate you joining me today. Our um, pleasure. Thanks, Lorraine, for your time, and, and, and thank you for your leadership around PEG and the great work that you and your team did for us. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Um, yeah, thanks again, Lorraine, and, and thank you for delivering you know, a wonderful team for us to work with when we're going through this process, and, and continue. We've, we've come back to you guys a couple of times with different types of strategic questions, and you continue to help us out, so we do appreciate that. We've enjoyed the relationship, and we certainly look forward to doing more work together. For those of you who are not familiar with Pearl Pathways, they are a comprehensive life science professional services company. They're actually based here in Indianapolis and very involved in the life sciences industries. You can find more information about them at pearlpathways.com. 
this has been um, a really fun conversation and kind of a nice departure for us. So be sure to check back if you've enjoyed the customer conversation and look for more interviews with our customers in the weeks and months to come. Be sure to look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Lorraine Ball, and this has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.